You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show where adults from different generations gather round a table to discuss the price of arugula, key changes in Burma business strategies, and the real reason why toilet paper cellulose fiber origins are concealed by the Illuminati. Not really. Today we're going to talk about those once-in-a-lifetime kind of gigs that happen at Primavera Sound. The ones that give you proper FOMO out into the world. Make no mistake, there will be plenty of very special sets at Primavera Sound 2021. Two, and we shall guide you through a few of them. Our album of the week is Arcade Fire's Wii, and Mar has a quick-fire roundup of some of the amazing things that have kept internet fun and amazing. Let us begin. Listening to Ukrainians um, contestants uh, for the Eurovision Song Contest, who, so as according to the polls, are uh, the viewers' favorite so far. Ben, uh, you're a Eurovision uh, enthusiast. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So um, Ukraine now, fairly obviously. I, I was looking at all the all the betting and like people are like, yeah, Ukraine are going, going to win. Ukraine are going to win. And I was like, yeah, well, that's an act of solidarity. It's an act of support. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. At the back of my mind, there was something that was like. I mean, it is a song competition, but no, it's, it's so good that Ukraine wins. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on the Ukraine song. And it is a banger. It's an <laughs> absolute banger. Like, it, it, it's, it's got like... It's basically, somebody explained it to me that it's kind of a bit like a lullaby. So you're not allowed political songs at Eurovision, right? They're banned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though a few years... Uh, it, as a bracket, a few years ago, Georgia got banned because they had a song called I Don't Want to Put In. You see? Oh, oh you see? Yes. So you're not allowed political songs, but this is like a a, a uh, son singing to his mother, like the motherland, um, and huh? apparently it's kind of like a lullaby. And lullabies have a big significance in Ukraine because apparently soldiers often, like people often sing lullabies to soldiers when they're leaving to go to war. Okay. And also the lyrics say something like, "I will come back home even if the roads are broken." So it's like it's really, wow. it's it's really quite emotional. Yeah, but. When they presented the song, was the war already happening, or is it just no. a coincidence? It's 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 
It's just a coincidence. Oh. Well, maybe they maybe they've seen the war coming a longer time. Like obviously, we've been alerted by the media since the invasion, just a few days before the invasion started. Mm-hmm. People were yeah. talking about, oh, there's this thing happening. But they've been probably living with the threat for a while now. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, ever since the annexation of Crimea, well, that, mm-hmm. 2014, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Jesus, one of the people actually in Kalush uh, was involved in the Ukrainian Defense Forces uh, defense of Kiev. So like, oh my wow. God, these are like, you know, if, if you're not going to vote for them before, like, you can vote for them now. Also, also, if I may, the Norwegian entry is a total banger. <laughs> it's absolutely so. So you're I mean, like, voting no, no. for Norwe- Norway and Ukraine. That's your top two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Norway and... and, and no, no Spain. Spain is still Chanel, yeah? Yeah, Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently if, people really like her. I saw Nikki Tutorials, who is a Norwegian influencer who is super into Eurovision. She presented last year, I think, and she has like millions of followers and the Kardashians love her and stuff. And she <laughs> said she um, this year she goes with Spain. Um, with Chanel? Yeah, oh, okay. for God's sake. Look, Norway's entry is by Sub Wolfer and it's called Give That Wolf a Banana. <laughs> How can you like... If you're not going to vote for Ukraine, for God's sake, go for, go for Sub- Norway. Sub Wolfer. Sub Wolfer, it is. It is. So, what, is it this Friday? Uh, it's this Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, already? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I come late to all these things. I don't find. Do you want Sub any more? Wolfer. Subwoofer. Is it a play on like subwoofer, like the the bass? Uh, it is. The bass drum. It is. It is. The yeah. Ba- uh, the bass uh, amplifier. Do you want a few more recommendations? Yes. Greece's entry is a bit like uh, is is pretty listenable. Um, listenable. It's a lot. <laughs> That's the no, bar. genuinely listenable. It's actually. Um, and it reminds me of a song by an artist whose name I can't remember, so I'll uh, move on from that. Um, <laughs> and Latvia, Latvia's one is about eating salad and being green, which is brilliant. Yeah, it's an anthem for today, you know, being eating green is <laughs> exactly. a good, it, it, it's a good, good to be. Impact. It's good to be green. I mean, like, what? Argue with that, yeah? yeah. What are you? Um, and uh, Moldova's is is brilliant. It's like all traditional traditional instruments. Oh, I love that. It's like, if somebody remade the Mario theme tune in traditional Moldovan instruments, that would be it. Okay. That's that's my my bet, Moldovia. Okay, all right, all <laughs> I'm, right. I'm into them. Um, uh, and bottom of the pile, Italy and Germany. Really Dis- disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Why? Um, what, what's what's the German candidate like? Because the German the German entry last year was like this absolute ridiculous banger, and we all got really behind it when we were watching it, thinking, "Yeah, this is going to do really well." And it got like even less points than the UK. Oh god! Um, and so this year they've gone really sensible, terrible. And uh, you know, Italy last year who brought out a sort of hard rock band that really kind of kicked it. Yeah. This year they're doing like this awful Italian song. No, but it's not the hot guy playing again. The hot guy that already won playing Morn again. Skin. No, no. Mo- Mohamed, Mohamed. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, play- he, he's hot. He must be in top one <laughs> for everyone. Look, I'm glad he's hot, but it's not about that. It's not it a- is. It is. Why every year hot people win? Manskin. Well, I mean, to be honest, they are one of the uh, they are one of the judges' favourites. But they, in my house, they are dead last. Mahmoud so, Iblanco. Yeah, Iblanco. yeah. It, he's it's, hot it's, and that's it. Oh, but it, but hang on, it's not just one guy. It's two. So one well, is like Mahmoud and Blanco, presumably. Yeah, right, and, you know. and Blanco goes like looks like Harry Styles. He has this kind of uh, well, the photo I'm looking at, he's wearing like a 
uh, a queer kind of outfit. If is, does that sound all right? Does that sound politically <laughs> yeah, correct? Yeah, that's I right. A queer outfit because I don't know. It's 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 not it's not, very, it's not something that Arnold Schwarzenegger would wear to do his groceries. Let's they look put it good. Like that. I, I've got I've been watching um, an Italian series recently, a kind of mafia mafia series of somewhere. Which inevitably. one? Um, what, oh God, I've just forgotten what it's called. It's like the big mafia. But is it the one where it's a kid? <laughs> no. Is it? It's a kid who sees. It's the. It's told through the life, the eyes of a kid in a family who lives in Naples, and it's a bit of a comedy. Gomorra. No. It's Gomorra. It's oh, Gomorra. 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 Okay, yeah. And it's absolutely brilliant. Apart from yeah. like you're, you know, it's all really good um, until the fact. Then like you like the, yeah, these really hard people gone. They put on like Italian rap. It's like oh for God's sake. I love that. You love Italian rap. Whatever is kind of bad but also good, that's yeah. that's good. It's not oh, bad, it's yeah. good. Fair enough. But Gomorrah wasn't the writer, the screenwriter, or the, or it's based on a book mm -hmm. by yeah. a writer whose life is obviously, obviously threatened by the mafia because he told... Who was the, the writer? I, mean, I keep thinking. For some reason, I always think of this director that we always love. Uh, Luca Guadagnino. One, no, no, the other one who did uh, the one, the woman eating the, the mozzarella. Luca Guadagnino. Ah, not the woman. I thought you were saying Timothée Chalamet eating yeah, the no. peach. No. <laughs> the peach. You have to always be thinking about the peach. No. What's it's Roberto other, it's Saviano who wrote it. Okay, That's Roberto something. Saviano. Okay. But just the, the film in black and white that was released on Netflix recently and all of everyone was like loving it. it, it Naples, a kid, his parents, and there's this, a grandmother who's eating mozzarella. Uh, Mano de Dios, Mano de Dios, and the director of Mano de Dios is not Ma ah, Sorrentino, okay, Sorrentino, yeah, yeah. la grande bellezza, mm -hmm. a, a, a director who's hated in Italy because he takes like Italian cliches, mm -hmm. but in the rest of the world we love it because it's like, oh, it can't be more Italian, and Italians are like, oh, this is a pastiche of us. Mm -hmm. uh, there's me with the accent again. <laughs> and the accent <laughs> yeah, comes in. The House of Gucci remake starring Johan's <laughs> bad imitations. Anyway. Uh, that's, Sorry, that, that, that was a real a excursion yeah. into, into Eurovision, but I couldn't resist. Very good. Well, Eurovision Song Contest, one of the oldest musical festivals that have been celebrated in Europe, uh, and it still continues, and it gathers a lot of people. Another European festival that gathers a lot of people oh, is Primavera Sound. <laughs> Ever since we, I saw the news that the weekly review is in the top 10 of most listened shows on RPS, hey. I'm so Yay. happy. I feel congratulations, everybody to involved. Us. To us, <laughs> to the technicians, to, to the videos made by Nacho, to all the... To David, to all the contributors who've made us finally claw our ways into the top 10. Uh, thank you. Which means the segues are getting better. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to focus on the kind of gigs that happen once in a lifetime or that are going to feel particularly special this year for many reasons, right? So in the past at Primavera Sound, there have been hidden stages with unannounced acts like Arcade Fire, when which we're going to talk about later on, who've delivered our album of the week. Well, they were about to when they were about to release everything now, their previous album, they played a small stage set up near the Primavera stage, one of the first stages you you encounter when you enter the the the, the festival. And they were performing in the round surrounded by the audience, you know, like a boxing ring kind of thing. Uh, two days later, they played one of the main stages and delivered their usual crowd-pleasing rapturous set covering all their discography. Then I remember, I fondly remember that liminal session by Yonzi from Sigur Ross and his other collaborators on the liminal project where they inhabited a garage space located beneath the forum and they filled it with like dry ice. They played in practical darkness and uh, played live drone ambient sounds to an audience which lay on the floor on these... I seem to remember there were 
were there were there cushions not cushions but like mats i seem to remember but i'm also remembering i have a sensorial memory of a, like cold concrete floor anyway i just lay down and, and almost had a little bit of a ziz and it was wonderful until i was rudely awakened by three priestesses who walked around with a sort of botafumeiro that is that, this real are this you making real. this up no no this is for real this happened uh, in was it 2019 or or the one before i can't remember no, maybe 2018 or 19. I can't remember. Anyway. I hope they recreate that now. I, I want to go to like a type of concert like that where I lay down and... Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, that sounds amazing. It was one of those like uh, wholesome experiences. You know, it was very conceptual and it was perfect. It was it was really a special thing that happened there. I mean, they, they did tour the liminal experience to, to other art spaces and other venues, uh, but not that many. It was a... Yeah, but very, how many of them were a car park? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that car park was later used as the after party, after hour for all the crew who works at Primavera, you know, on, on the Sunday. And and that, that got messy. Uh, <laughs> I just remember Leonardo DiCaprio come, crawling out of the Lamborghini and the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I, that's all I'm, that, 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 I'm leaving it at that. Shout out to Deborah Key um, <laughs> and her bag of sweets. <laughs> this year, Johan. there's gonna be <laughs> this year. There's gonna be a lot of once in a lifetime things. For instance, seeing Wet Leg live for the first time in Spain will be a treat. Plus, they're playing the Wednesday in Poble Español, which is one of the nicest settings for outdoor live music in Barcelona, as well as the place where Primavera Sound started in the year 2000 or 2001 my dates uh, I think it was the year 2000 so it'll, it'll feel like a special night it's going to be the first night that the festival celebrates its festival after two years and uh, going back to the Pueblo Español on the Wednesday that it's like the warm up Wednesday no uh, that is going to be a special gig that same night Hang on, sorry. I'm sure you're going to go, Ben. Wet Leg. Oh, I've got to. I, I love mm -hmm. Wet Leg. I'm I'm a big, big uh, cheerleader for Wet Leg. And it was one of those things that, like, I was like, oh, my God, how on earth am I going to survive, like, 11 nights of gigs? And they announced another one, and they're like, yeah, I'm going. And it's, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But, like, I can't... You you know how much I, I, I love Wet Leg. And, like, hopefully we won't have too many responsibilities that day, so I'm going to go and jump jump up and down and, you know. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that day, the 1st of June... I think it is. Um, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, we have our first weekly review from the forum. Oh, great. Well, yeah. hmm. And then we can go together to see Wet Leg at Pablo Español. And, but it's the cool thing that I saw just today, because I cannot keep up, <laughs> um, is they're not playing like alone. They're playing with... not Well, they're playing alone, but right after them and in the same space, they're playing the Linda Lindas and Rina Sawayama and... Teto Preto, which we talked about last we week. We did, yeah. And like this lineup, I just for the first day, it's it's insane. Like, what is Rina Sawayama, the Linda Lindas, and Wet Leg? Like, three amazing groups that I love separately yeah. in the same space at the same time, playing Pablo Español. Like, insane. It's it's you know the night before everything kicks off. Yeah. You know, and and every one of these acts, they're all they're all kind of uh, new, right? They're, they're you know that it's that that everyone a lot of people here are going to see for the first time. So there's that sense of ah primavera once again discovering new musical talent for us in live and direct. Also, may I say it's a really good lineup. I think it works really well together because the Linda Lindas and Wet Leg have got that kind of punky mm -hmm. energy. Yeah, you know, and Rina Sawayama has. 
Rina has some like post punk songs, yeah, yeah, like yeah. very insanely heavy metal influenced. And oh so, yeah, yeah, like shut the fuck up, which is yeah. called, it's ba basically heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about this when we reviewed her album uh, back in the day. Uh, that, that she's got a sort of new metal influence, <laughs> and whereas I never loved new metal at all, I had no no time for it. I liked her, her, yeah, yeah me too. Her yeah. interpretation Inter of it, exactly. And then she had like crazy pop songs. Like she has everything. It's like the best mix. Like I would have never made a best, a better match than yeah. this lineup. It's like this is what we expect of pop stars in 2022. Like this kind of multi-style and all this mm -hmm. grace that she has. There's also at the same time in Sala Upload, is it the nightclub in Pablo Spaniel? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't, sorry, don't. Sorry. Uh, there's a, there's an order sorry. here. Uh, um. let's, <laughs> let's listen to a little. As you were saying, hang on. You've got the guitar heads from Wet Leg and Linda Linda's that that kind of beautiful guitar energy. But that will segue nicely into Teto Preto, who make a kind of electronic new wavy. Uh, um, indie sound similar to that of the new rave movement in which you found bands like fellow Brazilians can't say they're sexy klaxons th that whole new rave sound right uh, but with a sort of loungy house moments as well like almost Balearic let's listen to a few minute seconds of Teto Preto Preto from Sao Paulo. So as you were saying, Ben, over in Sala Upload, which is right in the square. So right, Pueblo Español, right? It's this recreation of an old, of old Spanish towns, but it's a great place. And it's beautiful. You've never been to Pueblo Español. It's a great place. because yeah, it, it's not like it's a like Disneyland. It's like a fever dream. It's a yeah. <laughs> it's what, what what is this? I don't even know the history of Pueblo Español. Like, why did they build it so? perfectly and like it's it's like a proper medieval town like, I, well, I think was it for the expo that they did or, uh, in the 92 Olympics? or the Olympics no yeah. I think it was before the Olympics before no but it but really does look like it's a hundred year old village but or, it, or it recreates year old. like um, also other parts of Spain I yeah. think like like Andalusia and stuff yeah. I, I don't know it, it feels like yeah no the, the, it's got all these you go around and it's like well this is a typical like Galician house and yeah. you go into that it's a bit like this is like an Abethan house yeah. like, alright yeah. cool it's and, crazy you know, it's, and it's amazing that that's where the festival used to happen they, they'd close it off and you'd have stages all over you know you'd have to walk and climb lots of steps it was wonderful I wish they did a boutique version of Primera Sound back in the park I mean they do in a way because we're, we're, we've got this stage in the main square but as you were saying Uh, ben, the sala, the, the the venue. There's a venue, a club called Sala Upload, which is right there in the square, right? So it's not like you have to go far. And in the same warm-up Wednesday, the audience will be treated to some experimental electronica made in Kinshasa by this incredible band called Coco Coco. For a moment, I thought, oh, there's been a typo on the way. I think they mean Kokoroko, and it's like, no, not Kokoroko, Coco Coco. Uh, and we're gonna listen to a few seconds of their of their track Donnez-moi. Mm -hmm. 
Coco Coco. I've never heard that. Oh, right. that is good. Man. You're going to love this. I, we have to stop discovering new things. Like, I already have a huge list of things I want to see. If I keep adding them, like, I, I will the, collapse. The, and, 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 and I don't mean to sound salty <laughs> when I say this, but the reason why Coco Coco will feel like a once in a lifetime or a very special, special visit is like, it's a truth that it is very hard for African acts sometimes to secure traveling visas to perform out of Africa, right? So this feels like a once in a lifetime chance of seeing a very unique kind of band. Uh, they probably don't have that, that those many that many trouble that they don't have that they don't have trouble uh, securing visas to travel and tour, right? But it has happened. I, every time I've interviewed an African artist, it's been an issue. So. Uh, Definitely do not miss the opportunity to watch this band. And can, I, can I give a very quick Pablo Espanol tip? Yeah. Um, there is a bar, a Pablo Espanol. You kind of go in, go to your left, go up the hill that does some of the best tortilla I've ever had. Ooh. Oh. Like, I went in there um, because, as I've told you many times, we had our wedding reception at Pablo Espanol. So we, we were um, scouting out and we went in there. We saw, saw the venue and we were like, oh, we need, we need to get some lunch. We went to this bar. And ordered some tortillas, man. And we la- we happen to see, you know, occasionally you go into a bar and you see like someone's grandma is cooking in the kitchen. Yes. We're like, oh, this is going to be good. It was one of the best tortillas I've ever, ever had. That is the greatest tip for any when you're restaurant scouting in Spain. If you see an old lady swirling a spoon in a big pot, <laughs> yeah. go in there and eat. You know, you won't you won't have a, fa- a better meal. Um, more once in a lifetime or very special gigs at Primera Sound. Let's listen to a little bit of. María del Mar Bonet. This is Danza de la Primavera, the dance of the spring, uh, by Maria del Mar Bonet. Now, if you're a global folk enthusiast, you definitely should catch this Mallorcan folk legend. She's been active for five decades. She's the Balearic answer to, I don't know, Julie Sill, Joan Baez. She was part of the anti-fascist Nova Canso movement of the 1950s, which rose against Franco's regime all over Catalonia. Little history lesson, once Franco uh, became a dictator, took took control of the government uh, uh, and instilled his dictatorship after winning the civil war, he illegalized the Catalan language. So Maria del Mar Bonet, along with many Catalan folk artists, wrote protest songs in Catalan and fearlessly defied the dictatorship. Mm, uh, and, and now that Catalan ancestral folk is quite the thing, thanks to Maria Arnali, Marcel Bages, or Tartarrelena, Maria del Mar Bonet playing this year feels like a moment in the zeitgeist. Also, I, a lot of people ask what local music they want to see. You know, a lot of people mm. come from uh, abroad, and I hope they do actually go and see it. You know, mm-hmm. because I think certainly before there's a lot of interest. People are like, yeah, definitely going to go and see some local things. And I think a lot of people do actually end up going to see it. Um, my my only fear is that you know sometimes it's on it, it's the kind of the reality comes it's like oh we could go and see this new band that we haven't heard of and they would love or but you know we're kind but of but it's like, at the same time as Dua Lipa so yeah <laughs> <laughs> or they're sat there eating bravas you know or something like that yeah uh, but they really really should and Maria Marbonnet is a legend I saw her live 
two years ago. Oh, you did? Yeah, she she played a free gig for La Marseille in the Teatro mm. Grec, yeah, mm-hmm. which is like one of the nicest places yeah. in Barcelona, like amazing. Um, and she was brilliant. I mean, I imagine it like it was a very kind of like it was like a celebration of her career. So she got loads of her mates along to kind of like play and do things. I imagine this would be more like just her. Um, yeah, it was really good. Really and I, I imagine she'll be booked in the auditorium, which is one of the nicest auditoriums. You know, I've always mentioned this: how many festivals in the world have such a state, high state of the art auditorium like the Forum provides for Primavera Sound? That allows the best curation. I mean, some of the best shows at Primavera Sound have happened in the auditorium because apart from the comfort and the, the sound quality, you, you get to see unique shows like, like this. I've, my best two ever Primavera shows were both in the auditorium, I think. Which ones? Patty Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which was incredible because like, she was playing horses yeah. and... I missed it. I had to, it was because I was working or doing something yeah. else. I couldn't go and see it. And, and then there was this other gig, which was announced as like, it was meant to be really low key. It was like an afternoon with Patty Smith. Mm. And I think it was almost like announced as a spoken word. Like, and, but like me and my wife, like, look, we, we kind of miss, we missed horse. We've got to go. And it was incredible. Like she, she just like had a band with her and she just sort of played what she wanted and like invited people up on stage and told stories. And it was one of the best gigs I've ever seen. Um, and the autumn really helped because it was like, Oh, it's big. It's it's kind of weirdly intimate, you yes, know. Like, and it was yeah. relaxed. Everyone was sort of there. And Kamasi Washington. Oh, who, were, were you there? No, I, and I hated myself. Again, I was working as well, doing interviews and things, and I it was the the, the hardest miss that and Terry Riley last the last Ooh. edition with his son. I mean that I really, really that was the I really I wanted to see that gig, but like I don't mind if I don't see anything in the festival. I just wanted to see that, and it was just impossible. Work first, uh, but I did get to see Panther Du Prince with his bell orchestra one year, and it was nice because they played like six in the afternoon or something, and it was lovely because they you know they brought down moments where they were playing the little and the little bells and stuff and all of a sudden they put in his lovely sort of electronics in there and it was a very good show um, for anyone who can't see Johan is actually miming a big <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not like twisting it. it's like you know you've got the air guitar the, the, the air flute which I've warned against the air the, the, watch out with the, the air saxophone watch out uh, but the, the yeah the, the, the DJ air knob twiddling is a thing I like to do this, oh this is something we should say at the festival if we're going to be doing the weekly review live you'll be able to actually see us oh no it won't be open will it oh no maybe you'll be able to see us by video doing it so you yeah, actually yeah. be able to. I, th- I always think uh, we we give a lot visually. Certainly, yeah. you do. Is this studio uh, not open? Well, it's gonna in the the render that I saw was like a glass case, yeah, like the one we like, had, like the zoo. You can see it. And, yeah, you and can, like, exactly. like peanuts or <laughs> something. <laughs> Pistachios, please. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think that's more for like when, yeah, when you have interviews and that, stuff. that people. Ah, okay, have, yeah. Like that was quite like two, three years ago. Yeah, we had people coming in for interviews, and like occasionally you'd have like you know 30 people watching the interview or something like that and mm. sometimes it'd be more just like people would, would drift by oh, yeah fun. yeah because there was a nice little sort of seating area and everything and loudspeakers yeah 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 i'm sure we'll put put it together i mean we're still sorting out the technical issues but uh yes you will be able to see us and come visit and say hi now 
If you're paying off a more, uh, and we're, let's continue talking about once in a lifetime shows or shows that are feeling very special that everyone's kind of very excited about. If you're paying off a mortgage, raising children, trying out hair loss prevention ointments <laughs> and are going through a divorce, the chance to see pavement live is probably the only source of hope in your midlife <laughs> crisis. The great news is that their Primavera show, show shall be, it was going to be their first and only show of 2020, but things happened and that was not possible so uh, they are going to play but it's going to be the second show they'll have played in a long time because they will first play Los Angeles a week earlier which is great because they'll be warmed up and revved and then they will play their third gig in Oporto which I just realized happens simultaneously as weekend two in Barcelona which blew my head um, I am so glad we don't have to organise <laughs> We would be an absolute Well I would be an absolute disaster I don't want to speak for you two But can you imagine that I just I, That gives me Because what used to happen is People working uh, in the production departments um, At Primavera San Barcelona Would then have to, After the massive overtaking that it is a week later, they'd have to relocate to Oporto. But this year, obviously, they've, <laughs> they've just had to hire more hands and more people and more departments. So it's not like one person has to do all three festivals. <laughs> uh, but still, it's yeah, we're going to work a lot. Anyway. Mario, uh, are, are you a fan of pavement? Or are they, are they sort of uh, me and Johan music to be... <laughs> It's you and your hunt music, but we do follow them on TikTok, on Radio Primavera Sound TikTok, and they're pretty good at TikTok, so I'll give them that. But okay. I, I don't know about much about their music. Listen to this, Mar, I'm sure you love it. Come on, Mar, surely you, you're dying to see like a band of middle-aged white dudes from the Midwest, you know, singing about ironic songs with Steve Malkmus lyrics, uh, looking down at their pedals and, and... No, isn't that isn't that all you live for, to see? I, yeah, I live for other kind of divorced <laughs> people, just like... Segway to Casey Musgrave, a divorced, wonderful woman. Yes. Good segue. Good segue. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're number 10. <laughs> I mean, talk about turning a bad experience into a wonderful work of art. She released her, her divorce album last year called, titled Star Crossed. And it will, I, I guarantee it will be epic to watch live, hopefully, hopefully around the sunset hours. Now, Spain isn't usually on the touring cycle for North American country pop artists. Now, even though Musgraves is a breakout artist who successfully crossed over into mainstream pop, local promoters rarely take a chance on this kind of talent. I'd like to remind listeners that not even Taylor Swift, at the height of her global pop dominance, saw Spain as an interesting territory to bring her tours. She only played once when she was 20 on the Speak Now tour and only sold 4,000 tickets uh, of the We Think Center in Madrid. Really? Yeah. Uh, but then later on she was booked to play mm -hmm. Mad Cool yeah. in 2020 and, and everyone was really excited about that but then you know the bug happened and uh, she's not coming to play Spain yet uh, Taylor but Casey Musgraves is so why why Mar why should we watch Casey 
I'm sure I, you like her. Yeah, I love her. She she's the best. I don't know how to explain why you should watch her. I f I feel like everybody knows you should. Like we're all in this together. We all love her, and we all are now divorced super fans. <laughs> <laughs> Because she, it's amazing. I loved the last album, like her first one. I think it was um, Golden Hour. But this one is even. I don't know if it's even better, but I do really like it too. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and yeah, seeing her play live, I, I think it must be amazing. There's something about like American country artists who are really, really good at playing live, and mm -hmm. I can just imagine, mm -hmm. like, not too slick, but just effortlessly really yeah. good at. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Just and been doing it especially like this kind of country, not yeah. meaning like I'm a. Dude with a truck and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not this kind of country. Is dude uh, with a truck playing? <laughs> <laughs> Drive by truckers? No, they're not playing. They didn't play once. <laughs> But Casey Musgrave, kind of um, country, big she, budget country. No, we yeah, say and she's also super cool. She is like has the coolest country cowgirl outfits and. She's super pretty, which is all very important to me, apparently. Is she alt country or do I get shot for saying that? I don't think uh, alt country. I mean, even she okay. she's welcome in the alt country aficionados uh, set, but I think she's she's uh, in a higher plane, you know, when when you kind of break out and well, like Dolly Parton, you know, she's well, she's she's country like hardcore country, but branched out into pop and. Now she's something bigger than both genres. I don't know. She's I like her disco country bits. Mm -hmm. Who, Dolly or Casey? Casey. <laughs> oh, she, oh, yeah. The Golden Hour, that was kind of disco country. Okay, yeah, yeah, that? disco country. Yeah, okay, okay. I wasn't aware of this. Okay, Kylie Minogue made a disco country album at the same time. For, yeah, yeah. Uh, and for a moment, like disc, the problem was Kylie Minogue made this disco country album and Casey Musgroves made one that was about 18 well, times better. And I love Kylie. Well, I, but, but she's uh, not playing so. Okay. Olivia Newton-John famously kind of bridged country into a little bit of discoy because it was the time, wasn't it? It was the 70s. Mm. So I think Kylie might have taken cues from Olivia, obviously Australian, you know, icon Olivia Newton-John, who doesn't love her. Do. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going for this. Um, okay, so now something. Now for something completely <laughs> different. You're listening to the black metal from Norwegian band Abath, who are playing once. I, mean, I say once because it, because there are two weekends. They're only gonna. Uh, oh yeah, that's another thing to um, important to be saying. Uh, some bands only are only playing once. A lot of bands like Strokes or Tyler the Creator are playing both weekends, but some bands are only playing once, and that's uh, and that's the case of Abath. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to go to that. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a black metal fan, but I like, I've, I've, I've long said this, I like to see one black metal gig a year, mm. and Primavera Sound is the place to do it. And actually, I might see two, because there's Napalm Death, although they're apparently grindcore, if we're going to get technical. But yeah. that, and I love it, because you go and see this like totally different thing, you see it for like half an hour, and like, yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm good for black metal. For the, I really enjoyed that, and that's me done. Also, you know how I went to see the Sisters of Mercy the other yeah. day? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it reminded me, and okay, right, goths and black metal fans are not the same, but they're similar. It reminded me that goths are like the nicest people in the world. Yeah. And so I reckon black metal fans are the nicest people in the world as the, well. The thing is, black metal fans will hate me for saying this because they don't usually <coughs> appreciate tourists intruding in their ritual of satanic worship. But <laughs> this band must be spectacular if they're playing Primavera. And I agree with you, Ben. I mean, I'm not going to fork out 40 euros to go and see what their sh- uh, to see their show if they're playing on their own and stuff you know I'm not I, 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 too many things are going on in my life yeah. but if they're at Primavera I will go and spend like I'll try and watch the entire set and get into it and try and understand it and stuff because it is spectacular it is it is extreme it's abrasive there's no way you can feel bored watching that it, it'll be it'll be a, very exhilarating to watch also I like the fact that these bands do it as well it's very much outside their comfort zone you know like I remember when I saw Slayer at Primavera Sound they were playing after like Bonnie Vare or something <laughs> and you're like wow that's a that's a bad combination and yeah. it, they were they were brilliant and I just like the fact that like Amath are like okay alright we'll give it a go why not you know see how, see how it goes that's the cool thing that I was thinking now when we were the first when we played this song like we just played two songs ago Maria del Mar Bonet and now we're playing this and we're talk- talking about the same festival like you can go to this festival and get all of these and Casey Musgrave and, and the thousand more there are yeah. like the, it's the, it, it just makes no sense but this makes the most sense yeah. like if you go to a festival I want to have this range like there's yes. nothing you will be missing like what kind of music is there that it's not being played every everything well you have long hair uh, yeah. have you ever head banged um i will when we go <laughs> good, good, good <laughs> i'm preparing my neck not to break it um to to go see my first gig of what black metal how do you yeah, black, this is black metal yeah black metal I yeah I, so. I i when you said i will go to this um i laughed but now i think it's very intelligent to do so mm-hmm. because when else w- will i see like a show like this exactly when else but it's, it's the perfect occasion and now maybe not as abrasive but just as energetic surely the linda lindas listening to the Linda Lindas who we said will be playing the warm-up Wednesday but this is a, their cover of Rebel Girl for the Moxie soundtrack the film directed by Amy Poehler about a teenage kid in high school setting up her fan her uh, a feminist web uh, fanzine right so uh, 
This I'm playing. We're playing this because Bikini Kill are playing the first weekend weekend weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and seeing them in 2022 is a very special moment since there's a kind of a Riot Girl revival in the last few years reaching the mainstream. Outlets like in this uh, Moxie movie and and bands like Linda Linda's covering them, uh, you know, taking cues from the early '90s movement, Riot Girl. So it could be one of those shows where you see like these gener different generations colliding together and embracing, you know, where preteens and ex-punk wine moms gather to sing <laughs> anthems of empowerment that have grown more poignant in the post-Me Too era. Is this too cringy? What I just said? No, I like ex-punk wine moms. Is my favorite demographic. Oh yes, <laughs> and yeah, I. I It's cringy, but true. <laughs> That's the thing. And I will wish and put like um, candles um, to make a manifestation circle um, so that um, a similar thing happened when Olivia Rodrigo played in Toronto. Abril Labrin came out and played with her. <gasps> so I hope when the Linda Linda plays, yeah. Bikini Kill come and they play with them or the other way around like when Bikini Kill play yeah. the Linda Lindas are welcome on stage oh my if God. that happens I will cry I know I know <laughs> I, I, I hate depositing I, I always do that shipeo no? I, I'm yeah. always shipping like oh it wouldn't be cool if I mean the day that Rosalia performed for the first time and, and Jay Balvin was performing that night mm -hmm. and she didn't bring him out or he didn't bring her out everyone was a little bit like oh why And there was all these like little conspiracy theories because apparently there have been some semi-cancellation of him on Twitter because he was, it, I don't know, I, it was some silly thing. And it wasn't, I don't know why. I think it's just, you know, how Rosalia is like, no, this is my moment. I'm going to sing alone <laughs> because this is my Barcelona. I live not far from here. You know, Gosh. this is me. I can't help it. It's like the, 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 the accent needed to <laughs> yeah. be exercised. And Balvin was like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, possessed by the Julia Fox the Julia spirit, Fox spirit. Um, so that's going to be yeah so uh, the shipping the shipping um, it's nice when it happens when, when these collaborations or these like oh you know when, they, when people bring people out to sing let's If the artists are listening, please just invite each other to, yeah. to come and play it's like the Marvel multiverse when things yes. like this happen like explode in my head that they know each other of course they do but it's like I don't know to well, me it's insane Rina Sawayama and Charlie XCX beg for you that's one of my tunes of the year if it doesn't happen I I have so many lists like this like Charlie XCX and Rina have to play together Megan Thee Stallion and Duo have to play together like ah, they want so many things to happen and maybe not all of them will happen because I, I guess they have like contractual things that yes. may interfere I don't know how it works well the big artists it, I think it does with the big mm. artists especially if like the show is being streamed or I don't know all these little shitty political intermediary things that have been happening since <laughs> but if the, you're really big artists that doesn't matter If you see what I mean, no, like, yeah, if you're, if if you're, you're Megan Lee Stallion, you're just like, no, yeah. I'm going to go so, do it, you know. So like, because I imagine, you, like, what, obviously, when Taylor Swift was doing, remember when she'd bring in like her friends yeah, on yeah, that tour and yeah. like Cara Delevingne or all yeah. the, or Ellie Golding and stuff. Usually, it's like, look, there's budget to like fly mm. you out and give you all the accommodations mm -hmm. so you just so you can come out and sing one song. Uh, but they're already at the festival, exactly. so it's like, look, you don't even have to take care of like anything. The festival's taking care of the 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 hospitality. All you have to do is mm, come on, you know, yeah. be available microphone you know and, and I imagine out. they're I feel like all of them are friends maybe they're just <laughs> colleagues like in the same industry but in my head they're friends if they collab and it's like yeah you're at your friend's gig and your friend is like yeah come on stage like and 
why wouldn't you? Like in my head, it's like everything's gonna happen. I'm gonna see all of them collab on stage, and yeah. I, I'm gonna cry. Maybe I'm a bad person, but yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I quite like the idea that they're not friends and they collab and they go on stage anyway to do the duet and like they really try to outdo each other and you can like see them like shooting like really filthy looks at each other oh. like making this study and goes like yeah I'm going, I'm going to one up you know <laughs> I'm gonna, that would be that, that would, would be, be amazing and Julia's like an, oh no right take this take this yeah. I'm going to do like a split on stage <laughs> do like uh, uh, was it Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce at the Oscars when they were competing for Dreamgirls uh, they were all nominated best song I, I don't know and, and they sang one of they performed one of their songs and It was like exhausting because they were like really like see, like competing. <laughs> This was like, up the other. And, like smiling, <laughs> but there's that killer instinct look in the eye, like <laughs> like bringing it higher. And okay, and like Beyonce's like, oh, damn it, this bitch can sing, man. So she's like and, and and like extra breathing and using all her technique and stuff, like and pushing it out. It's like wow, Clash of the Titans. Uh, so yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> If that happens, I will be happy as well. Uh, yes, yes, that is the rock and roll. Uh, speaking of, I don't know. I'm not even going to say it, but I was watching yes I'm going to say it. I was watching like the Beach Boys doing a concert uh, in the 80s and they brought on Julio Iglesias and it was just this most random thing but it wasn't like the Beyonce Jennifer Hudson Clash of the Titans it was like breezy it was like ah, you know vocal harmonies and Julio like trying to find his way <laughs> like singing a song that he hadn't rehearsed um, this does not I'm going off the subject I, I can get us back to the subject yes right talking of what people want to see and people doing vocals Bad Gal is not playing live, right? She's doing her club. Is that she correct? Is. No, no, she's she doing... No, she is. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Band, get with it. She's got... She's Can we put so, the national anthem, please? The, the This anthem. Is. This is my favorite song of the summer, seriously. Ever, the ever. I mean, even my girlfriend who loves Bad Gal and stuff, she's like, what's she saying? It's like, what? They're inviting me. Uh, it's, just, it's really funny. So Bad Gal is obviously performing at the festival, but she's going to host her go-go nightclub at Razzmatazz during the week. Right. So the, 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 this was my point. That basically, if I bet people at the go-go club, we were like, just get on the microphone. Please, get on the microphone. No, no, no. Uh, one of the no, one of the best gigs I've ever been to, it was a Bad Gal DJ set. Like, oh, really? Yeah. But, uh, did she get on the mic or not? No. no? She just DJed. Plain. And yeah. she was so good. I, I At first I was like, oh, I really wanted to see her play, but okay, I'll, I'll get, uh, I'll take the DJ set, whatever she does, it's, it's good. And it was so good. She's so good at being a DJ. And I, I feel like the go-go club, maybe she'll sing. I don't know what she'll do, but... I'm telling you, it will be good. Like when I was thinking, what is um, things you cannot miss? I think one of the best things this year is Primavera La Ciudad. Like so, the yeah. things that ha will happen during the week are insane. Like it is these amazing artists that are already in the city because they're playing either the first, the second, or both. Mm -hmm. um, playing in small venues, which you will never get to see some of the biggest artists play in such small venues like it feels like they're playing for you only and 
they come together, like they collab, like what we were saying, like we wish we, they would collab on stage at Forum, yeah. but they will during the, the city days. Um, a lot of them, they will be playing together, like um, Badial in her go-go club, whatever that means, with Albani, Lazoe, and Megan Di Stallion, that, that I... I will die. Like yeah, this, this, yeah. there is no way I will make it alive out of the eighth of June. I think they're playing that same night in in Rasmataz as well in a different room. It's the Acid Angel party, which is the PC music music with oh, every single night. artist like, ever. That's like the best night ever. Like why can't they do that a different week when we're not oversaturated with? It's stuff? because the booking department said let's kill all the girls and the gays in one night, <laughs> and so they collapsed. And and that's they did not disappoint. Like putting these only GGs. only these two showcases. People will die. People, there, there's no way people make it alive out of this day. But there's a lot of other stuff. Like if you go through the list of things happening in the city, like there's no way, there's not a day that you think this is my day. This is I have to see that. And and it's like it makes sense that the artists that come together come together on that day. Like I swear, just go through it. I I just had like a a mini stroke when I was reading all of it. Like <laughs> that I was I was panicking for my life because I want to go every single day. There's also like if you're like the cool weird alt kid um, that loves um, being sad and emo um, and being on the internet 24-7 there's um, year 001 or 001 Drift which is um, Drain Gang with Bloody Eco 2K um, also Young Lin and all the weird kids um, playing the same night. I feel like all the teens will die that day the I, I want yeah I want to be that there so badly um, but also Daniel Harl and DJ Pastis will reunite one day uh, wait, 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 wait is DJ Harl Danny Danny L Harl and Pastis on the Acid Angel night no or? no no no. just separate, another separate. night Danny yeah, yeah, yeah. is playing everywhere he's really yeah, oh, oh yes that, oh. I think Danny's not on the Acid Angel I feel like he will be attending but yeah. I don't think he's on the on list, the list uh, no, officially I think you're right, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. he's just officially he's on with DJ Pastis which was one of also the best gigs I've ever been to um, and I cannot wait to see them again, again like together they're the craziest best duo one more thing about Bad Gal the thing why it's going to be an important gig you know she's uh, it's been a while since she signed on Interscope and, and because pandemic put on hold the, the touring plans, you know, she was going to play San Jordi, which is a big venue, you know, you know, her proper, like, like her big, her final, not final, finally her big show, her big, her, yeah, her big show, no longer playing clubs and stuff, you know, like, like, no, no, this is going to be the big production with the, with the stage settings, the dancers, and this is going to happen at Primera Sound, which uh, it's 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 going to be very special for her because she is from Bilasar de Mar, which is only 24 kilometers away from the Forum, right? So her birthplace, her, the place of her childhood, she's going to be performing next to home. I imagine all her family is going to be there. She's going to be playing both weekends and Oporto. She's going to be working hard no. that week. And LA and, and Latin LA. America, but, like but she's doing a world tour this world year. World tour, but yeah. I mean that week, you yeah, know, yeah, those yeah. eleven days. It's not just like oh, I'm playing Barcelona one weekend. She's playing both weekends. She's got the go-go party to organize with her team, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 be at and DJ at, and also go to a port. You know, that's like a, wow. She's she's gonna have a lot of fun. She's gonna be very exhausted uh, by by the time the festivals have finished. Um, but I really want to see after at least the one festivals finish. Actually, she. 
I think it's like the closure or I don't know, but she's playing San Jordi in um, in Barcelona. The Palau so San Jordi? She's finally the doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 the Palau, Palau. Palau. That's she's, what I mean. the, she's, she's the biggest star. She's, she's, she's following yeah. the full... You know, there's something about the the girls making pop in Barcelona. La Rosalía, la Roberta, Rigoberta. La Roberta. La Roberta. La Roberta esa. No, Rigoberta, we love you. Rigoberta is also going to be playing. Um, damn it, we're running out of time. Okay, hang on. So we continue talking about lineup stuff next week and talk about album of the week or quick fire yeah. album of the week right yeah all right okay let's, let's listen to a little bit of arcade fire week the album finally arrived arcade fires we produced by nigel godrich uh written mainly by win and regine uh Chassange. win butler and regine Chassange in in their home in new orleans uh their uh, will's younger brother will have left the band to do his own thing no no hard uh, no hard feelings according to an interview with uh, win it's just uh, life and um The pandemic has obviously affected them in the making of this album, but since they have the recording studio in their garden, they were able to work. Um, reconvening with the rest of the band was complicated because they all live separately all over North America. But for instance, as Wynn told Zane Lowe in an interview for Apple Beats, uh, drummer Jeremy Garrow was passing through New Orleans, so Wynn recorded hundreds of tracks of him playing different rhythms after he played him hundreds of songs of Afrobeat, Latin jazz, punk and disco songs from which he liked the rhythm sections or drum beats. Uh, he would use those drum recordings to write a lot of the songs too, not use them as samples. Um, That's interesting because I thought the drums were quite badly recorded on this album. <laughs> wow! Do you have this type of hearing that you can really He's see? He's a musical critic, of course he I has. Don't know. I used to play, I used I to play the drums as well. Okay, when I was, it when was, I was like maybe well. only yeah. people who know how to play the uh, actual instrument know this kind of stuff. Yeah, you get me a drum kit and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a kit. I didn't wearing... know. No, well, yeah. What are you waiting for, man? Everyone in this office has a band and they're on Labelle. <laughs> Labelle. Because I live in a seventh floor flat with lots and lots of neighbors <laughs> who I probably annoy enough already. You know, mm. like, it's like... Oh Rehearsal space. Um, they, they give them out these days. <laughs> Just sign up. Uh, but If anyone yeah. has a free rehearsal space and drum kit, do, do, do get in touch. But um, well, I, I haven't. Pre I'm going I'm to pay closer attention. Speaking of, you know, just a little uh, data, uh, Jeremy Gara, the drummer, actually released a, uh, another person who released a solo experimental al al ambient album. Not just you, Robert Pattinson, uh, in 2020. <laughs> hang on, on, hang on. We cracked that last week. Yeah, we said we thought we have. A, you have a theory that the music was actually made by was it Caretaker? No. What was your theory? I can't remember my theory now. It was a good, it was a good one, though. But uh, some, it, that, that Robert Pattinson had a ghost producer. Uh, oh, <laughs> hang on. It's coming back to me. Uh, continue. I'll, I'll get back to you. It's okay. Well, Jeremy Gara, he released the, an experimental al ambient album uh, on Jeff Barrow's label, uh, Invader Records, and it's called Passerine Finale. Uh, Finale. Uh, so if you're into ambient, mm, and it sounds like Arca, a lot of it is soundscape-y and stuff. So it's good. It's good. Uh, obviously, the quality is always high with any member from Arcade Fire. 
um, they've all they've all released side projects really over the times and stuff. And even Win Butler's solo stuff isn't isn't not Win Will Butler's stuff solo stuff is actually quite promising. It's so I understand why he's decided to leave and pursue his own thing. But we do miss him. Uh, the song from this album, End of the Empire, the titles the titles are, are good, but but they're hard to sort of write down quickly because it's like what is it one slash one 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 anyway it reminds me of a granddaddy song even a bit flaming lipsy it's got that kind of the win butler singing in a bit of a high-pitched like a little uh, re register a bit like wayne coin or jason light from like Light, lytle from granddaddy um but what i love most about arcade fire recently in recent years is when they sound like chick 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 like i i liked a lot of reflector because it had that disco feel it was produced by james murphy and it had that kind of uh, 70s new york underground disco vibe so here they've got this track on age of anxiety rabbit hole in in brackets and they sound a little bit like scissor the scissor sisters cover of comfortably numb it's gorgeous i played it the other day and it's like you know what i mean that rhythm uh it's wonderful Oh, did they have a sense of humour, Arcade Fire? Well, this is something that Wynn Butler has always been kind right. of criticised for, that, that he seems to not have a sense of humour in his music. But I thought there was a line in the album that made me really laugh, and I was wondering if it was meant to be funny, which was um, on the end of the Empire for Sagittarius A, I believe. Uh, it's uh, We Subscribe, Fuck Season 5, which is a great lyric. I really enjoyed that. Read that again. We subs uh, sorry. We unsubscribe. Fuck season five. We un <laughs> isn't that a great lyric? <laughs> no, we unsubscribe. What? We unsubscribe. Fuck season five. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a commentary. Because he's making a commentary on how the world has become so addicted to streaming platforms and series mm. and shows. So it's like unsubscribe. You know, like all the you know subscribe, follow, subscribe. You know this whole kind of YouTuber culture and series and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always even with everything now. The infinite content uh, concept, when it landed, I wasn't, I still hadn't like interiorized how obsessed we we'd become as a society to this this thing of infinite content of being constantly tuned into social media platforms and just consuming, consuming, consuming and scrolling. And it's like, damn it, they were sharp enough to be illi uh, literate about it and create songs about it and, and make a conceptual album about it when we were all kind of starting to wake up thinking, well, a lot of us were starting to wake up, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> to the to the fact that we'd become this new society addicted to streaming and content. Um, Mark's out of tech. What marks out of ten? I I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Because, Whoa! All right. Because I re, because of the the good moments, like the ones that we're listening to now, I, I binged a, the, an entire show last night of Arcade Fire, like the one they played recently in New Orleans, and it's like, damn, I forgot how much I love this band. Like they'd become a little bit. They were dangerously close to the Coldplay U2 territory of being a bit like obvious and like stadium filling and crowd pleasing and the kind of things that like start irritating me about indie bands when they become bigger than life but uh it's like i i've never not had a lot of joy and fun watching them live and and getting into their albums but before we damn it we don't have time i really wanted to talk about regine chassange's performance skills but i'm gonna leave that for another day because we're out of time and we have to leave space for heavy rotation it's been fun it's been fun see you next week <laughs> <laughs>